Are you thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition? How do you ensure you'll maximize your profit? If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that buyers most desire. And get this, there's zero upfront costs from the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for any of the upfront costs for the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything, from the contractors to the design, all while managing the costs. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website, houseliftcolorado.com, or their Facebook page at Houselift Colorado, and check out the incredible remodels that they've done for homeowners in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from fifteen to 60000 more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today to find out what Houselift can do for you. And if you hire one of their preferred realtors, they'll sell your house without charging a commission. Let's make a podcast. Broncos country is Sitting in the south stands Drinking the curves from mile high The best part of the weekend Hugging the perfect stranger As they become a friend Having a good time when the orange and blue W.I.N. SN Broncos podcast presented by Elixnall. Ryan Konigsberg and Zach Stevens here at Broncos headquarters as the Broncos continue OTAs. And not all of the players will be here today, Zach, because two of them are headed to the NFL rookie premiere in Los Angeles. Uh, it's a really cool event. I like how they've done this. It used to be the rookie symposium, which was a totally different event where really all the rookies would go and get presentations and this and that now each team does their own uh presentations within the building and i think that's probably a more effective way of doing things instead of you know throwing together 300 people in one place uh but this this thing's cool you know it's it's a place for them to go and they'll make gifts and they'll do all sorts of fun interviews and that sort of thing and so noah fant and drew Locke will be attending on behalf of the Broncos. Mm, the most famous Broncos thing to come out of this rookie premiere. What comes to your mind, Ryan? Well, something uh, funny, I guess, happened last night, and I'll, I'll say that it's funny. Wait, what's, the mo- wait, what's the most famous thing ever? Yep. I mean, I think you're thinking... To think- me, one thing pops in my head. <laughs> you're thinking of the, the Paxton Lynch <laughs> yeah. gif of him <laughs> <Yeah>. dabbing. <laughs> That was that was the start of the end, really, when he just looked so goofy. And everyone's like, could you imagine Peyton Manning ever doing this? Oh, man. He was just having fun. He was. He was. It's too bad he never stopped having fun. Uh, anyways, I think something um, at least more topical came out from this. And that is, as Noah Fant and Drew Locke were, were um, arriving at LAX... I'm not too familiar with LAX, but as it, as it sounds, they had to their plane landed in one place. They had to get on a shuttle just to get their bags, which I imagine LAX to be a nightmare like that. What a nightmare! <laughs> but apparently, the shuttle that was carrying them crashed into something. Of course, they're fine. We wouldn't be laughing about crashed. this. Crashed. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what happened. Drew said he was standing. <laughs> Credit to TMZ for getting these big scoops. Uh, but. They uh, they got into crash. They were laughing about it afterwards. And Zach, your reaction to the breaking news? <laughs> is, is he okay? My Ryan, my Drew Flacco can't be hurt. Oh man, Drew <laughs> Drew Flacco. So, anyways, TMZ, as they do, got a really awkward, <laughs> weird interview with with uh, Drew Flacco <laughs> or, or Drew Locke. And um, after learning about this crash, which Drew just offered up in classic <laughs> Drew fashion, uh, they asked him, Drew Flacco said he doesn't <laughs> want to mentor you. What do you think about that? And I thought Drew had a very smart and measured response. As he always does. Come as a shock. <laughs> he said, me and Joe, he's taught me a lot so far. He's dealing with winning football games and I'm dealing with trying to learn. And, and so the interviewer you can call him that was like so he is mentoring you and he's like well we're out there on the same field we're in the same quarterback room 
and uh, he's been really great to me. So there you go. It's over. It's done. End of story, right? Hope so. I mean, Ryan, there's a story to this. If Drew says, man, it's been it's been awful being in that quarterback room with with Joe with Drew Flacco and you know Rich isn't even looking me in the eye I I'm so happy that I'm at this rookie premiere to get a weekend away from those guys it's really uncomfortable I don't know how I'm ever gonna learn okay we got a story on our hands (laughs) now I mean come on Drew Locke is a guy he doesn't need to be mentored he doesn't he doesn't want to be mentored He's a guy that is all about competition. And, Ryan, we knew that from the moment we first talked to him at the Senior Bowl. So, story's over. Uh, do you think Joe Flacco saw this video this morning? And, and when he says, uh, Drew Flacco, Joe was like, come on! <laughs> Probably. <laughs> He's like, really, already? <laughs> Just taking my name? People don't even remember me anymore? Yeah, it's oh, it's done. It's good. It's over. This is what I mean. These things are like, oh, it's this is a mid-May, right? That's what that's the month. Yep. This is a <laughs> mid-May story, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say like I'm not going to be the the person who's like the media like took this out of proportion. Like Joe Flacco like purposely handed this to us. You know, mm-hmm. he could have very easily and and he had weeks to think about his response. Yep. He could have very easily come up there and been like, hey, Drew's going to learn a lot um, just by being in the room with me. If he has any questions, I'm happy to answer them. I also have a lot on my plate. So to be honest with you guys, I'm not going to go out of my way. But, you know, these things uh, just happen naturally. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it was for me, et cetera, et cetera. Like, he, he fed that to us. He wanted us to have that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And since he had time to think about it, he communicated with the organization about, you know, how to respond to this because the organization's smart. They knew it was going to happen. And, Ryan, there's also a story here. If John Elway comes out and says, Joe, that's not your job. We need you to be a mentor to this young guy. I already called him the future, so we need you to step up and be that guy for Drew. No. According to Mike Kliss, John said he loves it. And, of course, John didn't bring Joe here to be a mentor as his number one job. He brought Joe here to win games. And that was a brilliant thing for Joe to add in there was I'm here to win games. Hopefully, you know, 30 years from now, uh, Joe Flacco isn't saying how'd that work out? Talking about drafting Drew Locke. (laughs) Um, Some interesting NFL news just coming across the wire from my Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) Patrick Peterson being suspended for eight games for violating the performance enhancing drug policy. Has he, uh, I don't, well, there are your Cardinals. So maybe you do know this. Has he been suspended before? Not that I know of. Not that I know of either. Typically isn't a four game suspension or is that for like when it's not performance enhancing drugs? Maybe just the drug policy policy. I mean, he was injured. Wasn't he injured last year? A lot of times guys get into this stuff. Coming back from an injury. And remember, people were saying maybe Chris for Patrick Peterson straight up. That's weird. Good thing that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I think it's time to put the whole mentoring thing to bed as I'm bringing it back up right now. <laughs> um, Don't worry. Some, someone will ask Tim Patrick today if he's here to mentor Juwan Winfrey. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> I feel like the wide receivers are like the most... Men- mentors <laughs> of all the groups um on chris harris there was a, a slight development yesterday zach do you want to share what that was yes the broncos have submitted a counter offer to chris harris uh, of course last week the john elway and his agent talked and made it clear that Krista wants 15 plus per year. This week, John Elway has submitted that counter offer to Chris. We don't know what the number is, um, but the two sides are talking. So that's that's a step in the right direction. Adam Schefter, bad reporting. Oh. The facts are six games, not eight. Mm. No appeal. So it's going to be six. No appeal, yep. Maybe that was like a, a plea bargain type of thing. Like, <laughs> if you don't, like, you know how you like, uh, have you yep. ever gotten a speeding ticket? Nope. <laughs> when you get a speeding ticket, it's like, this is a $300 fine and you're going to lose eight point or you're going to lose four points off your license. Yep. And then on, if you look on the back of it, it's like, if you just sign this and send a check, 
it's actually only a $150 fine yeah. and two points. Yep. <laughs> I think that's what it was like here. Like, it's an eight-game suspension. Unless you don't appeal, then it's six. So is this the time to jump on the Cardinals over-under? Oh. It's probably going to go down, right? Yeah. Once that be- What's it at five and a half right now? I think it was at five. Oh, if, that, if that gets down to four and a half. Four and a half? That's money. I think every – who's jumping on the under? People who don't believe in Kyler Murray. I mean, I'm not the biggest believer, but come on, four and a half? We saw Deshaun Watson like oh, just yep. personally win, what, <laughs> yep. six games that season? Yep. So uh, I think I think that's uh, it's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just – four and a half. And, Ryan, their, their odds to make the playoffs are at plus 1,000. Seems like you got to throw 10 on it, right? Yeah, or five on it would have been the proper reference. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, with Chris, I think I'm feeling as positive about this as I have in a while. Um, in, in just kind of perusing around and and hearing the buzz, I think the Broncos are actually pretty pretty confident about the way things are going as they should be they have all the leverage um but i think what's going to happen here is you're going to see a a contract offer made that is enough to to make to not slight chris harris right as and and we haven't always been we haven't always felt that way this is a new development for me i think you're going to see a contract offer that does not um low ball chris harris or disrespect him in any way that says here's what here's what we're willing to do for you we'll we'll pay you 11 and a half for three years the first two are guaranteed. And uh, Ryan, r- how quickly did Chris Harris respond to John Elway's comments in his pre-draft press conference? John Elway had that pre-draft, pre-draft press conference at noon, and there was a report out there at, what, 6 p.m. that Chris Harris was not about it and uh, and wanted $15 million plus. That's when that came out, about six hours after John Elway made that comment. Uh-huh. That you provoked, by the way. I should say provoked. You, you, got, you, you got the juices flowing. It's been... I did not provoke that. It was unprovoked. I mean, in a, in a good way. <laughs> you, st- you started it in a good way. I was the one who brought up Chris Harris Jr. Exactly. I'm giving you credit here. What's Thank it been? You. It's been at least 18 hours since John Elway submitted this counteroffer. Heck, it could be three days from now. And we haven't heard Chris come out uh, through his agent, through sources, through anyone and say... I'm so disrespected by the Broncos offer. This is terrible. So I think it means that it wasn't an $8.5 million contract, you know, half a million dollar raise put in his face. I think it had to have been something. That's <laughs> not what he's talking me? about. That's not what he's talking about. But it is funny that literally seven seconds after Zach just said, Chris Harris hasn't tweeted anything, he literally tweeted, no, with a pondering face. We can only assume that he's talking about Patrick Peterson. Or else Chris is listening in right now and wanted to help us out. Sitting in one of these uh, ceiling tiles listening in on us. But assuming this is about Patrick <laughs> Peterson, then he hasn't come out and said anything uh, about how the Broncos slighted him. And you know what? If the Broncos did give him uh, a three years, $27 million offer, which would be slighting him, he, I wouldn't be surprised for him to, to counterpunch and make it public that the Broncos are doing this to him. So I have to imagine it was at least a decent offer. And what does a decent offer mean? I think a decent offer means he's the highest paid defensive back on this team, which would be $11.1 million. Now, I'm not saying that's what it is, but I think that's probably the starting point of where the Broncos offer. I think, I don't, I also don't think we got the John Elway take it or leave it. Nope. Which I think John's being more amicable than than we have been building him up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, which credit to him, because to me it's like he's sitting three zero right now, and like he has no reason to uh, to you know w- to to hang around. Like he ha- it it's you got to make the pitch. You know he can just sit there and spit on it all day until the pitch is right, and then he's gonna swing at it. Yep. Um, but to me, it sounds like he's actually dealing with this as if he's dealing with a Broncos ring of famer. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly how, how what what he is dealing with, and it shows a 
I'm a little surprised. I, I can't lie because he had Von Miller, a future Hall of Famer, as well as a Ring of Famer that that he took to the brink and that he was you know trading punches with, and Von wasn't afraid to make it personal as well. Uh, I really wonder if this is just the beginning though, because reports coming out, you know, it, it is a positive that the two are talking, but it doesn't mean that they're anywhere close. I wonder if now both counter offers are submitted. How it's going to go? Is it going to go the friendly route? Let's just meet in the middle. Let's have this done on Monday, or even meet in the middle and let's have this done right at the end of right before mandatory minicamp. Or is it just going to be each side saying, "Nope, there's our offer." I don't know. All all I know is that if I don't know what Chris and his agent's end game is, I guess. And so I think they're going to. I think they have a number in mind which is much lower than fifteen. And if the Broncos hit it, they'll take it. If you're Chris, what's that number? Probably 12. Yeah. Um, if you're being realistic, I don't know if they're being realistic. Like, the 15 right. thing is just a charade. But I don't know. I mean, technically, if the Broncos just wait 32 more days, they can pay Chris 11.1 and have it be the biggest contract for a 30-year-old corner ever. Mm, yep. So I think that's where they're at. They're probably talking to Chris right now is saying, hey, we're giving you the largest contract for a 30-year-old corner ever. Here's 11 and a half. Exactly. And that should, uh, that should be accepted, honestly. That, uh, in my opinion, that should just be accepted. Because it's not a slap in the face. You're, you're, you're giving him probably what – yeah, it's a little less. But remember – he, he's only making $8 million this year, so that has to be factored in. And also, if you're being fair, Chris has to realize that they could put the contract or the franchise tag on you next year. So I think that would be fair. And, Ryan, we just got to follow everything Chris Harris says right now. He just tweeted, nah, not Pat P. Something got a wrong, SMH. He's not appealing, so nothing's <laughs> wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't eat a poppy seed bagel and test positive for heroin. Like... Um, he if he did he would have appealed it yep <laughs> so sorry chris um maybe this is like when when baseball players started finding out that like all of their heroes were <laughs> juicing like i remember like todd helton who the, i guess there's some debate out there whether he did or didn't because he did ha- ha- hit what was it 40 or 50 home runs yep. one season yeah did he have 50 home runs in i think so out of nowhere <laughs> good lord uh but i remember he was like acting like pissed uh-huh. like i can't believe these right. guys are doing this yep. like, that's how chris is right now he's like what like pat pete that's my guy like he <laughs> yeah. couldn't do this what do you mean <laughs> but it's definitely real yeah i probably wouldn't be coming to uh pat p's defense right now there's no there's no there's nothing <laughs> to defend he's not he's defending himself <laughs> exactly <laughs> goodness gracious all right well any other news or notes uh, from the last couple of days that you want to get to? You know, it's been it's been pretty quiet, which is what's going to happen, and that's that's just what makes Mondays when we get to watch practice that much more juicy, Ryan. Love it. All right. Well, before we move on here, I want to tell you the listeners about Strava Craft Coffee. It's a CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, incredible. So make sure you check them out. CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout. That's BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. All right, before we get to the questions, questions, we have our question to you guys, which you answer. It's a little role reversal (laughs) here on Thursday, Uh, and it's the question of the week presented by Sports Column. And the question is, what was the most exciting development from OTAs? And I know we had a good question, Zach, when there is a, a large variance of answers. Mm, I love that. And, of course, you guys can find the question of the week on BSN Broncos Twitter, at BSN Broncos. We put it out typically on Tuesday or Wednesday. So if you want to answer, you want to hear your name and your answer heard on there, that's where you should jump on. So, Ryan, let's dive in. Ryan Clayman. Wait, really quick. Just really quick. Really quick. Does the loss of Patrick Peterson for six games uh, entice the Cardinals at all to consider a trade for Chris Harris Jr.? Are they win now? I don't know. They have the best quarterback in the NFL. 
You're really going all in on I'm that going guy, all aren't in. you? I'm going all in. <laughs> you you like short guys, right? I mean, clearly. Yeah, Tyler, I mean, spend all day me. with one every day. Um, no, I, I don't know. I guess we'll find. I guess this that's your answer right there. Here's Be- the thing. Before the- you're going to say the exact same thing as I did. There, there's not really a trade that would um, make sense for the Broncos right now because a draft pick doesn't help them. No. Before this development, was it a fair trade to trade Chris for Patrick? Probably. You think so, just straight up? I think the Broncos would maybe be getting a slightly better deal because he's, what, two years younger? Yep, exactly. And, and I think that's how a lot of people viewed it. Maybe the Broncos throw in a third-round pick with that in order to make the deal happen. What about now? Does what? that does that take the third-round pick off the table and it's a fair trade? May, can you trade suspended players? I don't know. Let's say you can. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that is fair. And maybe there's a scenario in which – uh, Vic Fangio says Patrick Peterson's a much better fit for my defense. Mm, I just can't see the Broncos doing it because win now, that is win seven games from now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but, I mean, if you just love Patrick Peterson and you want him here for the next three years, then it's something you would consider doing. You did draft Drew Locke in the second, knowing he's the future, not the now. So, I mean, it's not like every single thing has been about winning right now. It's very, almost. But here's the thing, is we have talked a couple times here, and, and I just wanted to clear the air on this. I lost my train of thought for a second. But we have talked a couple thing, uh, a couple times about Vic Fangio's defense not being quite as reliant on corners. And that is true. It is true. But that doesn't mean he doesn't need good corners, Mm -hmm. as evidenced by the fact that um, Kyle Fuller and I believe it was Prince Mukamara last year were actually the highest-paid tandem in the NFL. Wow. But you have Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan who are making a good chunk of change. So I just wanted to get that out there. Um, If you do pay Chris – 11 this year then you probably you definitely have uh the highest paid do you know what that tandem was being paid upwards of uh 25 25? no not quite a little less yeah i think it was like 21 and those are just corners so right now what if you pay chris even 12 so you'll you'll be below that yeah so vic could sign off on that good all right the question of the week what was the most exciting development from OTAs? You want to get the first one? Ryan Clayman chimes in and says, seeing the big three, Fant, Reisner, and Locke, all looking like real players for our future. A little too early for that, but I like the optimism. I like the big three. Mm. Every, every super team needs a big three. It's really what it feels like too, right? You just got to get to Warriors level where you have a big five. <laughs> you hit on all of, all of your five draft picks. That would be impressive. It would. Next one's from Caleb Nolan. Says, Noah Fant looking like the number two targets leader, only half sarcastic. He's, of course, referring to me saying that uh, that was my overreaction of the week. <laughs> Next one from Christian Conway. Callahan and Bosby showing out on the first day. I can't wait to see our new defensive backfield in action. Wow, that's kind of a surprise. It, it's the direct replacement for Chris Harris Jr. The Boz. <laughs> I'm on the Boz train. That's a perfect nickname. And obviously there was Brian Boswell, right? That was his name? Yep. The original Boz. But this is the new Boz. And you're a guy that's all about numbers. And he's wearing 41, which... Isaac Adam didn't look that good in last year, but I feel like he he looks better in it. Yeah, didn't um, DRC wear 41 when he was here? 45? It was in the 40s. It was a bad number. It was a terrible number. But he played well. But he played well. Um, I'm thinking once someone goes down, once the snip snips come around. <laughs> the snip snips. Yep, once the sn- I think of something else when I hear snip oh, snip. Geez. <laughs> once the scissors start snipping. <laughs> That's when uh, the Boz is going to get a better number. He locks up something in the 20s? Got to be, right? Yep. He'll get a a number in the 20s. Who took 27? That's a good question. It's out there. It is out there. Yep. (laughs) It's not Brendan Langley. (laughs) Um, But uh, did he have a chance to get 27? 
because he was signed before most of these yeah scrubs. Yeah, you'd think so. Maybe he's not a twenty-seven guy. Mm. Maybe he likes forty-one. He looks he looks fine in it. He does actually. That means he's playing really well. If you can look good in a bad number, it's true. It means you're doing something right it's out true. there. It's true. All right, uh, Christian Conway. Oh nope. Reed Yancey says has to be Locke's quotes on Friday going into Saturday about learning the offense. Get the feeling that he's going to outright win the job next offseason after playing a couple games this season. Getting some Mahomes-ish vibes. Mahomes-ish vibes. Yeah, I mean, I was talking with uh, a Kansas City Chiefs fan yesterday, and, you know, I said what what we saw. You know, he made some Patrick Mahomes-type throws on Monday and then also just looked absolutely terrified in, in the backfield, and that's – Absolutely what we expected. You know, you want to see the flash, and they said, whoa, Patrick, how are you comparing him to that? I'm like, well, I'm not. He, he, he just, you know, he can throw the ball every single way. How many other quarterbacks can make those really tough throws? You know, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, help me out here. I don't. Yeah, you don't see kinda, it much. It's kind of that. And that's what's so enticing about Drew is he's got all the physical talent. Uh, he also threw an underhand pass in the senior bowl. And not just like a toss. It was an, it was like an <laughs> yep. underhand sling. It was impressive. Number 27, Horace Richardson. Ah, sounds like a basketball player. <laughs> it does, but that would make sense because he was actually here week 17 last year. So he got to lock that number up. As soon as Brennan Langley changed, yep. he dibbed it. Yep. All right. Um, David Free says, all of the guys with major injuries last season being back on the field. Yeah. It's, been, it's been very positive reviews. I think Sanders is the biggest development of all of OTAs. Yeah. And he didn't even do anything. He just ran. <laughs> he just ran around in front of us. And he looked good doing and it. And I was like, okay, he's back for week one. Yep. Uh, no question about that. Tyler Rice says, hearing that Joe Flacco was looking good. Joe Flacco was looking good. He is light years ahead of everyone else. Six years, in fact. I, I just mean <laughs> in terms of the way he looks at throwing the ball in the offense. He made it look really easy out there. And I don't know if we talked about it, but his arm is strong. He's got a, he's got a hose. <laughs> An absolute hose. Uh, from K. Pang, moving one step closer to real football. That's what his favorite development was. I like that. He also chimes in and says the Flacco lock saga should only get spicier as time goes it, on. It's really it's going to get juicy. I mean, when, once training camp's around and we're seeing these guys and we're getting quotes and uh, – when it, not just about how Joe's looking good, but you get these backups talking about, oh, going against Drew, I can't stop him. Uh, it's going to be fun. A random Hawkeyes fan chimes in and just simply says, <laughs> Josie Jewell. I wouldn't expect anything less from those great, devoted Hawkeye fans. They are really – it's a great fan base. Any fan base that can pull off the alternating colors in the stands is good in my book. Wouldn't you – I mean, boy, this guy must be a Josie Jewell fan, not just a, an Iowa fan. Wouldn't you be jumping on fan? Did you see one thing that Josie Jewell did during practice? He was out there. Couldn't even confirm. <laughs> not he, a knock he was on next Jos- to Todd Davis. That's all I can not, tell you. It's not a knock on Josie Jewell <laughs> at all. I just, I just didn't, I didn't see. I was too busy watching the the Flacco Lock saga. Yep. Also, a uh, a, a Drew Lock nickname came to me this morning. Oh. He's got a gun, right? <laughs> yep. Drew Glock. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. impressive. He's got the Glock. I thought you were going to go back to a, a, a video that surfaced when he was at Missouri for a nickname. <laughs> no, but someone did DM me that. They're like, did you know that th- there is a... I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> we were the first on it outside of Missouri. I think so. Yep. I think we sent it out during the Senior Bowl yep. first. <laughs> I couldn't resist. But Drew Glock, that has to have been done already, right? You would think so. I haven't seen anything, though. I've never heard that. I haven't either, but that's what he's got. He's got a gun. I love it. I love it. And, Ryan, you'll love this. Eamon Badwin chimes in and says, Sanders running full routes. We need him. Me and the bad one. Always (laughs) on the same page. Also, how about Patrick Peterson? P-E-D-erson. Wow. (laughs) Did you see that? No. You need to put that out there. That just came to me. I might have to. That's impressive. All right, uh, let's get to the questions here. You got the first one? I do. First one rolling in from Chenzi Chills. Yo, yo, fellas. Got my free shirt, and I must say, love the Philip Lindsay homegrown shirt. 
Very Chill. What is the name of the closing song for the podcast? It's Very Chill and would sound fantastic sitting around the fire and jamming, too. Also, to the gent who commented on, on the last podcast regarding the tall shirt sizes, I'm 6'3", 250, and got an XXL instead of an XL, and it fits perfectly. Cheers, mates. Plus, we know anyone who says they're 6'3 online is really like 6'1", so... <laughs> yeah, I'm six feet. <laughs> no one can call you on that. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. Yeah. Um, a couple people who did need tall sizes have said the XLs... Or, sorry, the double XLs and triple XLs have worked out for them. Yep, exactly. From Nacho Brad, he says... Was there a question? Did we... Nope. Nope, yep. From Nacho Brad. Howdy, guys. You mentioned you have to be careful about what you share from practice to not get in trouble. Can you share what kind of information you're able to share is it types of plays or what we're not able to share is it the types of plays you see ran the nature of injuries coaching planning personality stuff what do you guys see that would give the competition an edge thanks rising in relevance but maybe lowering in your hearts <laughs> not joe brad the regulations and rules are sort of vague um it, and it comes down to a few things you can't say you can't talk about like a formation um, you can't talk about a trick play, obviously. You can't talk about – we're not really supposed to talk about where guys – like what team guys are playing with. That one gets broken a lot. Um, he, Josie Jewel was playing next to Todd Davis. And behind – Pick up the hint. And a little bit to the left of Vaughn Miller. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that one doesn't really apply too much. You're not supposed to share coaches' conversations or, or things that they yelled – that one gets broken a lot too. The only way you're going to get in trouble with that is if it's something negative. <laughs> yeah, or if you're, you know, just, uh, reporting the play calls. Right, right. But I think like if you were to report like, right, Coach X just told Drew Locke <laughs> like, go f yourself, get off my field. That's probably going to uh, get you talked about. If you report that Coach X said like. Great throw, Drew. Right. <laughs> no one's gonna care. You can't uh you can't divulge stats. Now, the Broncos don't keep stats for us for practice, but Ryan and I watch every single play and we keep track of everything that happens. We can't say Joe Flacco was seventeen for twenty eight for five hundred and seventy seven yards, seventeen <laughs> touchdowns and no interceptions. And the reasoning behind that, from what I've been told, is you know, guys are put in different situations. Maybe Joe was only going up against the first team, Drew up against the second team, and that's why Drew was so much better than Joe statistically. But we can we could break down every play. And we can say, on the day, Joe Flacco was more accurate than Drew Locke. Exactly. Um, from Lone Star Bronco. Hey, guys. I would feel comfortable moving forward without Chris if Callahan didn't have such a shoddy injury history. We've already seen what can happen with Leary, and it's been dreadful. Hoping they can get something done with Chris. Another question I've asked myself in the past. When players get injured, does the team cover medical expenses? <laughs> I'm assuming so, but with all the surgeries every year, I'm sure it gets expensive. Is there some kind of health insurance built into contracts, or is it simply we need this player so we have to do whatever it takes to get them healthy? Yeah, that everything is covered um, from my understanding, right? While you're on the team. Yep, exactly, while you're on the team. And actually, the medical um, expense, in the NFL at least, is 100% covered. Yes. What the problem is, though, is let's say you retire and you get post-concussion syndrome. That's not covered. Don't um, you need to be in the NFL for, what is it, three or five years in order to have that for the rest of your life? Yeah, you can get your pension and then your long-term health care. Yeah. But so many guys don't, and yeah. the health care is very incomprehensive, so there's a lot of issues that come up, and it's sad. Um, I assume... With all the information we have now, that's going to be a huge part of the next CBA. As it should be. Yep. At, as it should be. So, yeah, players don't, when they get injured, they don't have to worry about it. And that's why when we talked about Nico Fala, you know, this is a guy who probably hasn't hit that mark for being in the NFL long enough to have that long-term health insurance. Recovering from an Achilles can be, can be brutal. And that's why you just feel for him even more if he's not able to make it back into the NFL. It's a terrible situation. And also, uh, the, the good story, maybe the best story about this was with the Cincinnati Bengals with, oh, who was the, the defensive tackle a few years ago whose daughter 
I believe, had cancer. Right. Yep. I remember who you're talking about, but and, I forget their names. And they kept Devin, him. Yep. Devin Still. Devin Stills. Right. Yep. And, and they kept him around so that uh, his daughter would have 100% health insurance. And that, that was such a cool story because you really only hear about the stories of the guys that played two years and had you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of health insurance bills that they had to pay. So this was a really good story. So good on the Bengals for doing that. Good on you for bringing up a good story. And Bryce Callahan, I guess, unless you have something else with that. No, no. Yeah, Bryce Callahan, that is a worry. And you have to have a backup plan in place. Um, And if you have Chris Harris, you feel great about it, you know, regardless of what happens. Without Chris Harris, you feel a lot less great about it. This can be read in, in one of two ways. It can be viewed as a positive or a negative. His first year, he played in nine games. His second year, he played in 11 games. His third year, he played in 12 games. Last year, he played in 13 games. So he's trending up. Trending up, baby. Trending up, or you could view it as he's missed games every single year. I like the trending up part. <laughs> um, so with Callahan, I think you just – I don't know. You just have to have a good backup plan. Whether it's Chris Harris Jr. or not, you better believe in Devontae Bosby. And Ryan, have have you or I ever said moving on from Chris or not getting a contract done or trading him or having him sit out helps the team this year? No. Of course not. It's a terrible look. When we viewed this, you have to be like a general manager. You have to view it in the future and how much it hurts your team, how much it helps your team. There is no situation in which not having Chris Harris on the team this year helps the team. Zero. Zero. So you're absolutely gambling on this year and you're gambling on the future if you don't assign him up long term and it's an even bigger gamble with those Bryce Callahan concerns all right before we go on I want to tell you about our friends over at Weinster if you're like me and you're trying to figure out how to become a mature refined adult or you just really like wine you have to check out Weinster Weinster is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today and it's not your regular wine club What makes Weinster special is that the majority of the wineries they work with are too small to attract the attention of retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to some delicious and hard-to-find wines, you're also supporting real people, making real wine, not one of the few large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores. Like I said yesterday, you you go to the store, you're supporting ESPN. You go to Weinster, you're supporting BSN. I love it. When you fall in love with a couple of wines that they send in your personally curated package they'll send them straight to your door with no shipping costs and of course i have to mention that weinster was founded by three cu boulder alums including the man who got me into this business so we all owe him sign up today with the code bsn25 and get 25 dollars off your first shipment of wine and start being a real grown-up that's weinster w-i-n-e-s-t-y-r make sure you check them out guys like I said, you got, if you're supporting them, you're supporting us, and, and you're going to get some great wine in the process. All right, let's move on here, and the next question comes in from Rob. He says, hi, Zach and Ryan. I've coached debate for several years. That's pretty cool. He says, it's well known that public speaking terrifies a lot of people. I'm curious how NFL players handle this. I assume it's a non-issue for seasoned players like Von Miller or Peyton Manning that have developed a rapport with media members on site. But what about the rookies or new free agents? Does the team help coach them to be better speakers in front of the media? Do they seek help on their own, or do they just wing it until they get comfortable? Just curious. Great question. And, yeah, they they do get help. That's what the PR staff is here for, kind of coaching them up. But it's not like the PR staff has a week with them of just teaching them how to speak to media. You certainly – I mean, the, the, the learning curve is pretty quick with these guys. The first time we talk to them, you can tell, especially guys who – aren't from, I guess there's no guys from Alabama that are always talking to the media ever here, um, but but guys from, from schools that have got a lot of attention. Drew Locke, who clearly is the quarterback of Missouri, has got a lot of, uh, of attention. Um, but you can tell some other guys are new to it, but they pick up pretty quick. Here's the thing, though. These guys are getting uh, exposed to media when they're in high school, yeah. maybe earlier for some of them. Yeah. Like Drew Locke, I'm sure, was talking to people when he was in eighth grade about what school he's going to go to you yeah. know, in Columbia. So um, they got, they've been practicing for a long time is what it really comes down to. Now, once in a while, you will see a guy, you know, maybe if you went and talked to Trinity Benson, he might be a little shaky and, and, and not be used to talking to the media. But when you get these guys who have been big-time prospects their whole lives, 
and went to a big school and were the star of the high school football team, which if you made it to the NFL, most times you were the star of the high school football team. They might have been shaky back then, but that was, you know, eight years ago. What a guy, What about a guy by the name of Daniel Jones at Duke? Duke Duke's not a, the smallest football program, but in that area of the country, a lot of other teams are bigger. He probably didn't get the most media attention. He is a quarterback, so he did get that. Um, it's not like he's been the hottest name for four years either. Uh, and then he's thrown into the Senior Bowl. And, uh, I mean, how many people were surrounding him? He was, you know, one of two names of the two biggest names there, so everyone's around him. And he got a little tripped up. You, and, and he didn't say anything awful, but you could tell he was not comfortable, did not like it. And so what did his agent do? His agent pulled him and said, no more media for Daniel Jones unless it's like a one-on-one type thing. I don't know. I have no idea what happened. Um, Duke certainly has media, certainly had to talk to him. Um, for them, I assume it's like the opposite of the, what it was for me when I covered CU. For me, I covered CU. I was, I was the CU football guy, but you still cover basketball in the offseason. Right. For them, they cover, fo- they cover basketball, and then they probably cover football in the basketball offseason. Um, so I'm sure he had plenty of media exposure. I just think he froze. Like, it was too much. He, he thought there was too much riding on each answer. Gosh, I don't feel bad for him in, in terms of just overall – but I feel bad for him going to the New York media after Those what you and I, the, the friendly Denver media, what we did to him. Un- and not on purpose. No. I saw – did you see some of the tweets coming out from Jets reporters yesterday? No. I mean, they were calling like calling the um, – the president of the team of of the team his con his press conference they called it bs but like spelled it out <laughs> um like just these guys are just just wow there's they're they have no regard wow and i guess the i don't know what the pr staffs do over there because like here's the truth and and i don't even think they would disagree with me on this if joe ellis held a press conference and i came out and said Everything Joel's just said is BS. And I spelled, even if I just yeah. said BS, but if I spelled it out, yeah. I would be getting a uh, pretty, like, what, four seconds after tweeting it? Yeah, saying, like, like who are you to say that? Right. Like, where, where's your proof? Right. Joel's is not a, a man who has ever lied. Yep. You know, like, I would be, like, I would have to face the music yep. if I tweeted something like that. Like, these guys just run wild over it, there. It's incredible. And, Ryan, speaking of the Jets situation, I know you don't like it, but let, let me tie it to Broncos a little bit and not with Matt Russell. Does this remind you of the Josh McDaniels situation here? Oh, my God. I mean, Adam Gase, the new guy in, he's not trading Sam Darnold, but he's already the most powerful guy in that building. Blew everyone else out. So, first of all, that sucks that he traded Darren Lee uh, to the Chiefs for a sixth <laughs> yep. rounder. Yep. Some people suggested that he was spiting the Broncos once again. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened with Le'Veon Bell? I've heard a lot about Le'Veon Bell this morning. They are uh, Adam Gase like the player, but not the money that, that was given to Le'Veon Bell. And then Le'Veon Bell last night tweeted something like, if the reports are true, I don't care. I've had a lot of people that's doubted me in the past. I'm going to show up and play regardless. Why did he say that? <laughs> Le'Veon? No, why did Adam Gase come out and say anything about that? He, I, he didn't specifically say anything. But that Those were just the reports. So, you know, he leaked it. <laughs> this is going downhill quick. It is. Someone said, um, there, or, did you see the headline? That was like, losing record, zero playoff wins. <laughs> yeah. Adam Gase is now the GM of the Jets. <laughs> that inspires confidence. Goodness gracious. All right. And it's already come out that no matter what general manager they hire, Adam Gase is just going to be on a a parallel uh, power structure as them. Wow, this is going down in flames. (laughs) Quickly. Uh, Do you like Adam Gase? I like him being the offensive coordinator of Peyton Manning. Like, (laughs) which is easy for anyone, right? Mike McCoy. You know, uh, people talk about like being a young, good-looking guy who looks like Sean McVay now gets you a job. <laughs> yep. Before this, it was just if you know Peyton Manning, you right. get a job. Yep. And he just benefited from that. I don't ha- like. I don't. I don't ever root for people to fail. Yep. At least most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not like rooting for Adam Gase. 
No, no. And in that story that you mentioned, the headline of uh, one of the ways he, the, the guy that wrote it, promoted his own story, said, you know, zero playoff wins, all that, and then said, but he's a friend of Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, next one here comes in from Mr. Freeze. He says, I live in Iowa too, Eastern Iowa. Around here, the best beer you'll find is probably Bent River Brewing. They have all sorts of flavors. If you're ever in the area, ask them for the Halle Berry. Great name. It's a mixture of their jalapeno, so there's the how, and a raspberry wheat. Mm. I know it sounds weird, but it's just something that works. What do you think? Think um, that combo is spicy fruit? That's a one-time beer. Yep. Not a one-time beer, but a one-per-day type of thing. So we know, we know your take on craft beers. What do you think of sours? Love a good sour. Um, that's a one-per-day thing. Yeah. Too. See, that's where I... I'm just not a one-beer guy. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm sitting down to drink some beers, it, it's that's what it is. It's some beers. So do you only drink one type of beer yep mm, so you couldn't so you, you can never have a sour well no i can it's just like a dinner or something at like a brewery fair fair because for me uh, maybe this is you know me trying to be that mature refined adult <laughs> i'm talking about i just i don't know i'm not this, that the type of person who like gets home from work and is like oh i just want a good beer with dinner yeah like i just want water with dinner right and if I'm if I want beers, I'm I'm not thinking about dinner. I'm thinking about beers. I can agree with that. Yep. So you won't you usually won't catch me drinking like four sours out of the porch. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> think about the next day. Uh yeah. I mean, when I was in in college, I I like I was one of those people who was trying to convince myself I was into IPAs, <laughs> and I would drink like four or five IPAs, mm -hmm. and that does a number no. on your head and your stomach. <laughs> And all sorts of other stuff. <laughs> Anyways, as we go on, he says, My dream scenario for the Broncos this year is that Locke picks up the playbook unrealistically quick and they can trade Flacco and use his money to pay Chris Harris Jr. He would have to pick up the playbook unrealistically quick for that to happen because you're probably, unless it gets down a bad road, you're probably paying Chris before you would have the opportunity to trade or cut Flacco. What's the baseball movie where the little kid becomes a major leaguer <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about and he's just like magically he's good <laughs> yeah yep. that's what it would have to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> um he goes on and says speaking of juan james what's up with his eyebrows is that genetic or does he have to shave them does he shave them up we don't know <laughs> i don't know uh, I, Yo, I don't juan what's going on up there <laughs> yeah like it's not something we're gonna ask we're not the new york media okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i don't know we don't know from 702 pilot well, we let the Chiefs get Darren Lee for a sixth rounder. Guess Vic didn't like him. I still think inside linebacker is a weakness for us. Do you see us signing a guy close to the start of training camp? And if so, who is out there we could get? That's the question. I mean, who who's out there? If you wanted a guy to be an instant starter, C.J. Mosley was the big name. Also, Adam Gase did not like likes the player, but did not like the price tag for C.J. Mosley. I mean, I can't disagree. Does he not want good players? <laughs> well, right. That's what happens when you're a trash team and you have to bring guys, especially to New York City. I'm wanting a little more money if I have to go live in Manhattan or something or yeah, Jersey. The place we're in right now, this little um, <laughs> closet, I guess I would call <laughs> yep. it, that's where... Um, Sam Darnold lives. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> and it costs him $1.2 per year. Exactly. <laughs> um, boy, I don't even know how. Okay, yeah. No, I, 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 don't, see, I don't see the Broncos signing uh, a it's significant over. inside linebacker. It's over. Yep. That was the last guy. And it was pretty much the only thing that we could hold out hope for of, oh, the Broncos still have a move up their sleeve. And I don't know if it was that Vic Fangio didn't want him, or that Adam Gase didn't want to trade him to the Broncos, but he sure wanted to trade him and trade him fast. It almost seems like the other GM was like, I'm not trading my first round pick, my former first round pick for nothing. And then Adam Gase was like, he's not my former first round pick. Have him for nothing. The weird thing about this is apparently the old regime wanted a fifth round pick for him, not a sixth, a fifth round pick. And that's what took so long. That's what took months to trade him was just giving up on one round. Uh, the, the stubbornness of the NFL sometimes is funny. I, I, I guess good on Adam Gase. Hopefully Darren Lee sucks. <laughs> yeah. Chiefs are, are getting a lot of former first round picks. They are, um, in win now mode. 
as you would say. Yep. You could say. Yep. Final one in buzzer beater coming in from True Champ Fan Twenty Four. He says, "Guys, do you have access to past Broncos information that we can get our hands on? I hate to cite Wikipedia, and I realize that it leaves my argument on wobbly legs, but it does back my comment about Harris starting his rookie season as a safety before making the full switch to corner in twenty twelve because of." because of poor corner play by Cassius Vaughn and Parrish Cox. Chris also played safety at Kansas as well as corner. I know it's been a while since he played, and I'm not pounding the table for $15 million. Harris is a far better player than any other defensive back the Broncos have. I understand the system isn't reliant on talent at corner. However, wouldn't a system that makes okay corners good be better with great all-pro corners? Much love. Back to work. Well, uh... I'll take. We'll take your word for it. And, and I'll, I'll I'll ask today. I'll ask some guys that were around today. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of these guys play multiple positions in college, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. Right. Um, yes, the defense is better with Chris, no, no matter question. what. No question. That's that's the and the team is better off with Chris, and the locker room is better off with Chris. Everything is better with Chris. Um, so that I don't think that was the case we were trying to make yesterday. We were just trying to get ourselves into the minds of John Elway and Vic right. Fangio saying maybe they're saying that money can be better spent elsewhere Ex- next year. Exactly. All right. Well, before we uh, cut things off here, got to tell you about our friends over at LiveWell. It's the go-to dispensary for your best deals on the highest quality cannabis products. Members of LiveWell's free rewards program have access to $30 pre half ounces and $60 pre ounces every day. LiveWell has 16 locations across Colorado from the Four Corners all the way up to Fort Collins with six locations in the Denver area. Visit livewell.com slash BSN for all the most up-to-date sales and promotions. That's LiveWell, spelled L-I-V-W-E-L-L dot com slash BSN. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in and uh, especially all of the new subscribers who have been hopping on board at a rapid rate for where we are in the season. We really appreciate that. Uh, and it's exciting for us to see. Can't wait to see how much that ramps up as we start moving towards the season. So for today, that's going to wrap it up for Zach and I, and we will catch up with you guys next week on the BSN Broncos podcast. It's getting me down, waiting up for you.